You're listening to the Gade Pool Podcast Network. Like, rate, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Because seven days without a Gade Pool Podcast makes one week. The calendar has turned to spring. The weather here in the Midwest may be lagging behind. But fear not, loyal listeners, as the azaleas have bloomed at Augusta National Golf Club. And after all, no matter what the calendar says, it's not officially spring until the Masters. So take a turn down Magnolia Lane and join the We Have High Expectations podcast for this special Masters preview edition of the golf corner a tradition just like every other it's true it is a tradition like all other traditions but a bing but a boom uh it's just a tradition what what is golf corner or or the masters our golf corner, our extended golf corner masters. For the masters. See, I don't think it really is tradition though, because last year I'm pretty sure you were like in Biloxi or something before the masters. So we didn't even get to do a, a masters episode. I think uh, we did a masters recap. Yes, we did. We did. Uh, so I went back and looked. So in 2020, it was in the fall, right? It was in November. Yeah. Yeah, so we did a master's preview that time, and then you're okay. right, last year, I think I was out in California, according to my Snapchat. I history. think we also did, um, I think it was right before the U.S. Open in 2020, because that was in September. Remember, you were going to be gone or something, so we, like, taped it a week early, and then, like, I pretended that, you know, somebody had a great tournament the week before, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, there's no pretending this time around. But hey, before we get uh, before we get to our golf corner, let's start. We gotta we gotta wrap up the NCAA tournament and talk a little bit about the Final Four and uh, your national champion, Kansas City Jayhawks. Uh, Uncle Mark, Uncle Mark kind of botched that one, didn't he? <laughs> oh, Uncle Mark, Bob Bowlesby going out on top as Big Twelve Commissioner with an NCAA championship team. Good for Bowlesby. Good for Bowlesby. <laughs> But yeah, we'll wrap up the final four and then we're going to get into uh, an extended golf corner. And then we got a little treat for the listeners. We've got we've got a special guest uh, in the Butler cabin here with us today that uh, we'll going to we'll make bring you on. some money. Get Get out your pens, get out your pads of paper, get out your clipboards. This guest is guaranteed to make you some money. There you go. Well, that's what's coming up later, so don't go away. But. What'd you think of the final four, my man? Uh, it was great. I thought it was great. Uh, I don't like Kansas. I don't like Bill Self. Uh, he cheats. He's like, which cheating's legal now, so whatever. But like, I just don't like Kansas. <laughs> um, I got a buddy, Tim, who I went to college with, who like is like a Jayhawk fan because like his dad like lived in Kansas for a week in 1992 or something. So he's a Jayhawk fan, I guess. And like, couldn't name the starting lineup, but it's super annoying every year in the NCAA tournament when Kansas is playing. So... Um, I was really hoping they would lose, and I also like North Carolina, so um, I was wanting them to win. But really, once North Carolina beat Duke, it was pretty much all gravy um, there. And that might have been the like with everything surrounding that game, that might have been the best Final Four game of my lifetime. It was pretty good, yeah. The fact that the first time ever Duke and UNC met in a tournament, and it was at the Final Four to go to the championship, and it was Coach last K's game. final game, and yeah. just uh, a few weeks prior, UNC beat Coach K at Cameron in his final home game. <laughs> so they, what did I hear? Somebody said the Tar Heels buried him, and then they dug up his corpse and buried him again. <laughs> I mean, it's basically the end of the rivalry at that point, right? Like, what what could you say after that? like you know like hey we got you this year oh well like yeah exactly you know but um i think even like coach k it's like there was a quote from a book floating around and this book was from years ago saying like i hope we never play him for a national championship it would just be unbearable for the people for you know 
50% of the people in this area like to have to live with that. And then for him to have to live with that in his last game, it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so great. That was so, pretty yeah. great. And a, and a great, I mean, uh, obviously, I, I was pulling hard for North Carolina to take it all, too. But both the Duke-North Carolina game was, it lived up to the hype. It was awesome. And then the Kansas-UNC championship game was a, was a pretty good game, too. I mean, you know. It was, yeah, it was a great game. Uh, Caleb Love was bad Caleb Love, and that was the difference, right? Yeah. I mean, Seemed like know, he was a little banged up in the second half. There, yeah, but. a little banged up in the second half, and he just wasn't as explosive as he was in the Duke game. You know, the, the play right before Baycott got turned his ankle on the, the floorboard that was popping up or whatever, I saw that like was going around online, something like the floorboard moved or something weird like that. On, But uh, uh, the play right before that, Caleb Love like beat Remy Martin to the basket and then just did not explode at all, and Remy Martin kind of blocked a shot out of bounds from behind. Um, and then, you know, the next play, Baycott gets hurt, you know, they, uh, you know, they're, and they're down one, they go back into David McCormick and Manic just couldn't stop him. And that was basically the game, but also like Remy Martin, just randomly chucking in shots too, was very helpful for, uh, for Kansas in the first half, he took three threes. None of them were close, but one of them went in when he banked that one in the other two were just like. It's like, dude, you don't have to try to break the basket. Like, you can just shoot yeah. it. And, uh, but yeah, in the second half, he started making those shots from that from that right corner. And Carolina just, you know, Manic wasn't getting open. Baycott couldn't really move, and somehow they hung around. I mean, they had a, their leading score in the second half threw up on the floor, and they still almost <laughs> yeah. won the national championship. So, well, um, and the crazy thing to me, I mean, the Duke game, even they pretty much played five guys i mean johnson had nine minutes off the bench and then a couple of guys came in for like a minute or two and then in the national championship they played six guys you know yeah like yeah oh crazy. yeah they yeah and hubert's been doing that for most of the season for like the second half yeah. of the season they just went with five and then uh dontre styles and puff johnson played a little bit but um but yeah I, you know i don't think that was an all-time great kansas team or anything you know that's why I thought Kansas would win, but at the same time, there's been a lot better Kansas teams that haven't won. Or maybe maybe that's not fair. It's probably more talented, maybe not better teams. Yeah. Um, but it's not like Abaji went nuts in that game either. You know, so there was, I, like, you, you could point, I think you could point as a K, KU fan or a UNC fan and point at, like, things that did not go your way. Like, either, whatever team lost would have said, oh, if this would have went our way, we, we you know, we would have won that game. And, I, and it's almost like those are, those are worse, right? Like... You know, everybody plays great, and you lose by one. You're just like, ah, eh, but you probably still find something. But this one's gonna eat at them. Um, it's gonna eat at Caleb Love. It's gonna eat at RJ RJ Davis. RJ Davis was great in the first half, and just could not buy a bucket in the second half. And yeah, um, so we'll, it, it was it was a really good tournament. Carolina was way better than an eight seed. All those people that were saying they were on the bubble um, until they beat Duke, like, yeah, I guess they were on the bubble, but. <laughs> that did not look like a team that was at any point on the ball, you know, for, for the last three, four, five weeks of the season. So maybe we should bring that, bring back the last 10. Yeah. You know, right. like, yeah. instead of just like being like, Oh, Hey team that, you know, but you know, you could then point at Iowa state and say, well, they made it to the sweet 16 and they were dog shit at the sec at the end of the season. So. Yeah. It's like, we've discussed, it's uh, a lot of randomness goes into the NCAA tournament, but I'm, I'm with you. I, and I think a lot of it, too, was because um, I remember watching that game in December where it was UNC Kentucky on a neutral. I don't remember where they played and Kentucky just freaking ran them out of the gym. And on oh, that, by 29 points. Yeah, just was never even in it. And uh, and that was your lasting memory of this year's UNC team until they beat Duke at, at Duke at the very end of the year. Right. And then made this run in the tournament. So. Well, we were, um, one, we were maybe one rebound away, right? So Carolina goes up by one with about a minute and 20 to play before Baycott gets hurt. They go into Dave McCormick. Manic plays pretty good defense on him. McCormick takes a shot over the top of him, and the, and the ball hits the back of the rim and shoots out just just over Manic's hands into, into right. McCormick. So if that ball goes into Manic's hands and Carolina goes down and scores and wins the national title, like we would have had a national champion that got beat by 20 points or more three different times during a season. Like, and I yeah. guarantee you that's never happened. Right. Like, 
I mean, maybe, maybe. I, I I could be wrong, but I would highly doubt a team has been beat by that amount. Um, you know, in one and one. I mean, I guess Kentucky got beat, or Kentucky beat Kansas by twenty something this year too. So that was like the stretch where Kentucky looked like they were gonna just run away with this thing, and then they kind of fell off once Ty Ty Washington and uh, Severe Wheeler got hurt. But overall, I yeah. thought it was a cool tournament because we got a lot of like craziness, led to some, you know, led to the blue bloods at the end, but the ending the games were great so that's all you can ask for sometimes oh, when you i agree get, you know a vcu or a george mason or you know somebody like that uh in the final four the game just isn't very good and right we had saint peter's make their run which was like probably the biggest cinderella run probably ever but yet we had duke unc in the final four and then unc kansas in the championship and you said and like you said the games were super entertaining and everybody what? from saint peter's is in the transfer portal now are they really? Yeah, all three of those guards. Yeah, Lee and uh, Devin Banks and Dougie Mustache are all in the transfer portal. Nice. Hey. And I don't trust Greg, this Doug. Greg. I don't trust Doug Ed- Eddard. He claims to have never eaten a sandwich in his whole life. I don't trust a man who's never eaten a sandwich. <laughs> There's no way in hell. Like, you know, I, I barely trust the people that are like, I don't eat carbs. You know, I barely trust those people. But at least even those people have probably had a sandwich. He's claimed to have never had a sandwich. And <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So. Good stuff. Well, let's get to uh, the, the real question. Come, unless he decides to come to Iowa, and then I'll trust him. <laughs> yeah. The real question, did you like this year's one shining moment? Did you stay up for it? Didn't see it. Didn't see it? Didn't see it. Nope. I've I've got one shining moment on my phone. I can listen to it whenever I want. Um, I, you know, I didn't really. There was nothing. I like I said, I don't I don't like Kansas. I don't like seeing Kansas fans yeah, happy. No, I don't I like know. seeing Bill I Self just, happy. So like one shining moment just wasn't it for me. You know, like I just went to bed. Speaking of traditions, I I have to stay up and watch one shining moment. And they've always kind of weaved in like you know commentators and play by play. But I thought like this year. It was uh, and and it it was almost too much like play by play and not enough of the actual song, you know. Song, man, just play Teddy. Exactly, just play Teddy. I mean, well, it's Luther now, but yeah, let's go back to the uh, back to Teddy, man. Teddy was the bomb. Teddy Pendergrass, I think he, I think they started using Luther in two thousand. But I will say, except for Iron Eagle, I mean, we can always use some more Iron Eagle. Well, they went to Jennifer. Didn't they go to like Jennifer Hudson one year, like randomly? Like, I don't want to be a misogynist here or sound sexist, but I'm also, you know, I'm calling for Teddy. So whether it's Jennifer or Luther or whatever, I want, I I need Teddy back. Well, the problem with that was, so I I actually looked this up today because I I wanted to, I was going to bring this up. But yeah, in 2010, and I mean, I'm a big Jennifer Hudson fan. Don't get me wrong. Nowhere near as big Love as Bride Girls. Love yeah. Dream Girls. Nowhere near as big a fan of Jennifer Hudson as Bride Dog is. But 2010 was when they used Jennifer Hudson. And the problem was they totally like scrapped the format and they kept cutting back to her like in a recording studio and oh, stuff. Like God. they tried to make it like a music video and people yeah. freaked out rightfully so i do remember that so then, now. yeah like what is jennifer like why am i seeing highlights of jennifer hudson singing a song i already know like let's yeah go. so then the very next year they went right back to luther and uh and i was i've always, i've been a big fan of jennifer hudson since she was on american idol um you know and then she inspired me to uh use some weight watchers for a few years so really um, I just pulled up her Wikipedia page and like the third thing down says 2010 to 2012 Weight Watchers. And I remember me and I was like, okay, whatever, I'll throw it in. <laughs> so she's there actually, go, it looks like uh, she has, she's a Langston University grad. So I don't know what her, it doesn't have anything in here about one shining moment on this. Yeah, I'm sure so. they but yeah. wipe that from her wipe history. that from the wikipedia page but anyway let's 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 move on that's enough on the ncaa tournament i was gonna say speaking of uh overproduced tv segments we're gonna have <laughs> one of those on sunday when we uh put a green jacket on somebody in the old butler cabin uh that was me getting ready to go to the golf corner opening up <laughs> peach high noon a georgia peach high noon for the masters <laughs> Before we get into uh, your golf corner masters preview, another question for you. 
Do you have your egg salad made yet for this week? I do. I got it ready to go. So tomorrow at noon or about 1130, I'll be dipping up some uh, egg salad under a couple pieces of white bread. A little slice of provolone on top, a little, little hot sauce in there, a little Frank's Red Hot. And I'll be having that with uh, some Parmesan garlic potato chips. There you go. Stick that in your pipe and smoke it, Doug Eatered, huh? A little egg yeah. salad sandwich. Yeah. Doug Eatered. Fuck you. I made mine uh, on Tuesday night. I, I had, I couldn't wait. I had, I had a sandwich for lunch uh, today on my lunch break. I had some egg salad, but. Well, uh, I mean, you're plenty... watching the par three contest a little bit. That's, a, that's, that's okay. That's allowed. Exactly. Plenty uh, to last through the weekend though. So. Best time of the year, right? Augusta, the masters. I love it. God, I love it. I love the masters. So I, I think it, it, as much as I love it, it is my second favorite major. I'm more of a, I love the open more because I love getting up at yeah. like 4.30 in the morning and watching that before work. Like just, I, like, I love how like crazy my wife thinks I am. Like as I roll out of bed at 4 a.m. to watch golf for three hours before I go to work. Back in the days when I used to actually go to the office too, before, after that, like, boy, that was rough, rough afternoons. <laughs> um, <laughs> like but I, I do like. I'm really excited because they've they've made some changes to a few holes that I that I'm really excited to see. Um, I wish that Gus would just go ahead and like show us the like they've got you know they've got the website they've got the feature groups they got the every shot live but I wish they would just have like a main feed on their website where they just showed everybody right you yep. can piece it together through the through through every shot live through the the featured channels the featured groups the featured holes. But it would just like I just wish that if they could just do that, it, like for some reason they won't. But if they would just do that, it would be even better. Um, yeah, but I'm, I'm really Thursday, excited. Thursday, Friday, the ESPN coverage or the TV coverage doesn't even start till what two or three in the afternoon. It's like two Central or three. Time. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not hundred percent so. sure, but I think it's I think it's three Central time. I think. Um, which, which whatever. But yeah. to your point. But like, that means we're going to miss, we're going to miss an hour, you know, we're going to miss like an hour of, if it starts at three central, um, Rory, the Rory Brooks tea time goes off at, and why don't you look this up while, while we're there, while you're, while I'm doing this. I mean, that, that tea time, Rory and Brooks and, and, uh, Bright Dog's boy, Matt Fitzpatrick are off at 103 central time. So we'd miss like basically their whole front nine, right? Now I can catch four, five, and six on the master's channel, I'll have every shot live so I can see all of their shots. Um, but like, that's a pretty star studded group to, um, to not have like television coverage for, right. Cause the feature groups in the afternoon, I believe are Spieth, Hovland and Shoffley and DJ Horschel and Morikawa. So, I mean, those last four, the last four groups are freaking loaded, right? You got Johnson, Horschel and Morikawa. Then you got Zalatoris, Cantley and John Rahm. Spieth, Hovland, Xander, Fitzpatrick, Kepka, Rory. Like, it's if if they at least started it at one o'clock, you know, our time, then you're getting most of those guys around on on TV. But for some reason, the Masters is weird about that. That's really the only thing they're weird about anymore. Like, yeah. So it's it's uh, two other things they're weird about, but <laughs> two p.m. It's so the coverage does start on ESPN at two Central Time, okay. but still so, not early enough. Yeah, uh, so basically you're gonna you're gonna miss like you 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 probably catch those guys on about the fourth or fifth hole. Um, but that one, two, and three are awesome holes. Like that's that's the thing about Augusta. Like the reason I love Augusta National is like the course plays in like these segments, right? You got one, two, and three where the guys can go out and be aggressive. You got, I mean, the first hole is tough, but guys do birdie it. And then you got twos, the, the gettable par five, three is the short par four where they made, they made some changes around the green that I'm really excited to see. And then you go into four five and six, which are, which is probably the toughest three hole stretch on the course. I mean, even more than, than, than 10, 11, 12, like, Four, five, six, ten, eleven, twelve. Those two stretches are like super tough. It's hang on for for dear life. And then you got those other stretches of the course where you can go be aggressive. And that's why the that's why the tournament's so cool because we know that stuff and you're watching it and people are going nuts because guys are are making eagle on thirteen. They're birdie in fifteen. They're birdie in sixteen. And you're like, yeah, they might be in the lead, but these other guys haven't come play it. Haven't come through and played it yet. So, um, so I'm really. 
that that's why like i th- i think we just get so we we know the course we know where people can score we know where people can maybe you know struggle a little bit and um uh it would be awesome if we could see one two and three all the time and we can't so yep i hear you no and i and you're definitely spot on on what makes it i mean definitely makes it unique in that i mean it's been played at augusta for ever right so you have how many memories in your head of all those holes and mm-hmm. um you know great and shots you know where guys can be and people be. putting it in the drink on those holes yeah exactly yeah you yeah. know i mean there's no other even a casual golf fan like myself there's no other major where i know the course you know mm-hmm. like because i've seen it every single year for my entire life you know so for me not a casual golf fan who watches tons of tournaments right usually at a major you spend the first two days like watching watching group like i like to watch the feature group coverage the first couple of days on on the other majors so you see every hole and you know what the holes are going to look like on saturday and sunday like you don't have to do that at augusta it's just just go out and show me cool shots right and and show me cool stuff you know cool things um you can get surprised though because i will go back to you know rory leading was it 2011 leading on the 10th tee and he hit that drive left and everybody thought he was out of bounds because nobody had really seen anybody over there and then all of a sudden yeah. he's by like cabins that people yeah. didn't know were there that you know like why is he walking around these houses what, what the hell's going on <laughs> out there right um like so that was that that was cool but two two course changes i, I talked about the one a little bit on three on the green it's not it, it's not that big a deal but two changes that i that people need to be aware of number 11 you know, the, the alley on number 11, you know, where Tiger misses on 11 and he yells, get way right. So you can get on that, that alley. So they took out a bunch of trees down that right side. They left three. So they used to, trees used to line that whole left, that whole right side. Cause the, the point on that hole, if you can hit it down the right side of the fairway, you get a flatter lie, a better angle into the green, but it's easier to hit the left side, the left side of the fairway. Right. So the play people were just hitting it down the left side of the fairway, bailing out right away from the pond and trying to get up and down from there. So what they did was they took out a bunch of these trees. They left three they, and, and like there's fairway around these trees, right? So the ball's going to tumble down in there. Um, but you're going to have a better, you, you got a chance to have a better angle into the green going down the right side. You're not going to be in as many trees and maybe you'll catch a, catch a break. They also dug out like a hole, like a big trough on the right side of that green. So if you bail out right away from the pond, you're going to be like, in this basin that apparently is like six or eight feet below the green. So, yeah. So they've made that hole, which was already super hard, even harder. Um, I, so that'll be interesting. And then 15, they moved the tee box back another 20, 30 yards. So guys might not be able to take six iron and seven iron into that green, into that par five. Um, they might have to take, you know, a a five wood, um, which hybrid luck, good luck holding that green, right? That's that skinny green with the fall off back into the water um, behind it. Um, so good luck, you know, holding that green with, with a three wood. So that'll be interesting to see what, see how everybody plays that. And that is, that, that'll end my, uh, my, my nerd out on golf architecture at the masters. <laughs> Sounds um, like a couple of uh, new risk reward opportunities. Risk uh, reward. That's big. That's big. You know what the nice thing about the masters is you don't see the, like, the Aeon Risk Reward Challenge or the Kanaka Minolta BizHub yeah, Swing Cam or, you know, like we, we were talking about Kanaka Minolta, like the BizHub Swing Cam with some guys I was playing golf with. And they literally didn't know what Kanaka Minolta did. They've been watching golf for years. And we're like, what does Kanaka Minolta even do? They just like, do they sell cameras? Like, copy they, they gotta, yeah, they're copying their you know, business equipment. And I'm like, well, they might sell cameras. I don't know, but <laughs> I know they sell copiers. <laughs> yeah. You just got to deal with the pumped in bird uh, chirping and the and the uh, nature sounds that you only yeah, get at Augusta. And first nine, second nine, and patrons and yeah, all yeah, the weird yeah. stuff they say. Caddies wearing jumpsuits. Yeah, I know. I love they still do that. Stevie but Williams yeah, so... not wearing a shirt under his like a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stevie. Speaking of Stevie, obviously the big story this week is uh tiger woods is gonna play big cat's gonna play how about that i mean yeah that in itself i think is uh one of the big 
surprising headlines first, of 2022 so far. Oh God, yeah, first uh, first tournament since the 2020 Masters. Yeah, just yeah, crazy. The fall 2020 first, Masters. Yeah, and first I mean, pro tournament he played like we talked last week. He played in that best shot with Charlie and rode around on a cart. But this is the first yeah. real golf tournament since his major car accident. But uh, <clears throat> what do you which, think? Uh, which so he's coming off of this, right? He's coming off this this near death experience, right? Almost people didn't know if he's gonna walk Literally. again, didn't know if he's gonna play again. This is incredible that he's even going to play. Just like it was, an, it was awesome that he was in the PNC father son, right? I, I, right? Sorry, he was in the father son. No free ads. PNC doesn't pay us. Um, he was in the father son uh, with, with, with Charlie, and that was awesome. But he was, you know, playing in a best shot, riding around in a golf cart. wasn't really a golf tournament. Augusta is the toughest walk on the tour. Like it, every single hole, it, there's only two flat holes, twelve and sixteen. Everything else has a hill in it somewhere, so it's going to be a tough walk for him. I don't understand how golf media gets to the point where like Brandel Chambly is saying tonight on live from the masters that he thinks that, like, look at Tiger swing here. He's showing his swing on a 16 on yeah. practice. was like, I think he's going to win the tournament. And it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, and Paul, uh, Paul McGinley is the other guy now who he, he does a pretty good job too. He replaced Navalo, uh, who I don't know where he's at now. CBS. Yeah, what happened to Navalo? I, I just think, I think he's just full-time CBS now. He's not, gotcha not splitting it with with golf channel and uh and he made the point he was like i mean if he finishes in the top 10 it's gonna be the craziest thing ever right like oh absolutely i mean if he makes if he makes the cut cut. it's one of the biggest stories in golf history (laughs) and and look like i'm like i i love tiger like i love watching tiger like uh, i overreact to things he does on the golf course all the time um however I, I, when people get so crazy about it, I feel like I have to be the one that almost sounds anti-Tiger, right? You know, I, I think, um, you know, our, our our guest coming up here texted earlier this week that somebody on CBS Sports said, when he's in it, he's in it. Like, he's going to win. I went back the last 10 years, and he's been in it one time. You know, every other time, he's not been it. He's not been, you know, he's not been a major factor. He, he had a T4 when he was five shots back the whole time, right? He never... And and uh, but other than that, it's T30, T17, T, which is great. Like I mean, the guy's in his 40s. He he's come off multiple comebacks, right? Between yeah, the the leg injury in 2008, the stuff with his wife, right? The stuff with his personal, personal life, stuff, the back, the back, the back stuff. stuff. He had the chip yips that that year, you know, <laughs> where he just like walked off the course at. Well, I think it was the farmers and said that his glutes didn't activate or something, right. you know, like he's had uh, all the comebacks. So it's, it's awesome, but we don't have to take it to the point of he's absolutely going to win this golf tournament. Right. One thing. No. Well, I don't know why. I don't know why you hate tiger so much. First of all, <laughs> but no. <laughs> number one, the one thing you did forget about too, he came back from that son of a bitch on his recliner, drinking a beer, calling in that drop penalty. On, oh, uh, yeah. What hole was that? Remember that? Fiasco? Yeah, that was 15, wasn't it? Yeah. Wasn't he, yeah, hit, it was. he hit the ball in the water on 15 and then he yeah, took a rolled, drop further. Yeah. He took it and he, he went back to replay it and went farther back than. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Good God. Can you imagine how big of an asshole you have to be? <laughs> To get on they your phone. Your like, rules. how would you even figure out how to do it? Like, how would you even know? <laughs> well, like, it had to have been some, like, member of Augusta or something, right? Or some PGA guy. Like, that. I mean, you wouldn't be able to call Augusta and be like, I'd like you, to. You, no, you used to be point. able. You used to be able to. You used to be <laughs> able to. You honestly could. Like, people would call in all the time during golf tournaments and, like, report rules violations. And then they'd go back and. Look at the tape. The play. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, it's crazy jesus that's so ridiculous well uh i think i yeah i i can speak for everybody that it's going to be flipping awesome to have tiger woods golfing to watch at yeah, least gonna, tomorrow and friday group. he's in a feature group tomorrow morning they go off at 9 30 our time it is big cat um bright dog's boy louis Oosthuizen, uh, and wes's boy joaquin neiman <laughs> um so yeah so it should be a, a good group the other feature group i believe is adam scott scotty scheffler and brad's boy tony finau 
Ooh, for the afternoon. Um, it's the other that's future. A good group no, too. no, no. That's that's morning group. Those are the two future oh, groups. Oh, there's two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So cool. So yeah, so I'll those will be the two uh, future groups uh, tomorrow morning. And then right after the Tony Finau, Scotty Scheffler, Adam Scott group is my boy Sandy Lyle and Stuart Haggison. We'll <laughs> be going off at ten eighteen Central. Holding up Sandy everybody behind. Lyle. <laughs> well, they're only in a twosome, so uh, uh, yeah, yeah. by design, I'm sure. Dude, that's, I, uh, that might be my favorite part is like Sandy Lyle, Larry Mize, and Ian Wu's number up there. Just like they just get to keep five. playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I love it. I'll definitely have uh, the second monitor at my desk uh, tomorrow on uh, on Big Cat, as you call him. But let's uh, let's be honest here. I'm not a Big Cat hater. In 2019 at the Farmers, he made a birdie on 18 on Friday to make the cut on the number and I lost my mind watching it in my home office went out for a happy hour with Lindsay's co-workers and spent the whole time telling everybody uh, or this 2018 sorry uh, uh, how Tiger is going to be on the Ryder Cup team like because he made the cut on the number at the farmers and he was on the Ryder Cup team he did make the Ryder Cup team but I was probably a little ahead on that uh, than, yeah. than I should have been. I love it. I love it. Well, let's bring in, uh, let's bring in our special guest. There's a knock, knock, knock at the door here in the Butler cabin. We're going to bring in our, our special guest to, uh, break down the masters even more for us and, and really been crunching the numbers all week so that uh, our listeners, as Drew said earlier, can make some money. Is that make right, Wes? Money, cash tickets. Yeah. Hello, hello. Cash and tickets with Wes Stanford Bear Gade. <laughs> <laughs> Stanford Bear. He's going to help you hammer the man, hammer your bookie uh, this weekend and some golf bets. So, what's your take, Wes, on, uh, Still on an actual bookie? No. <laughs> I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, it's a lot safer to do it legally now online. But if so, if we have listeners out of state or in states where they don't uh, have legalized gambling, then they probably do still have a bookie. Facts. That is fact. I have a friend that was a bookie who actually had to sell his car at one point to pay the person um, <laughs> that had won won you know won some money uh, over the year. About to, it was about ten grand on him at the end of the year. I had to sell his. Had to sell his, okay. sell his Impala. He had a company car, so he was okay. He still had a way to get to and from places. But That's awesome. I had yeah. a buddy uh, when I worked at the bookstore in college who me and him were going to start taking bets and be a bookie. And thankfully, that didn't end up happening <laughs> because you got to have a you got to have a real large client base to make money yeah. doing that. Yeah. Or, or, or you have to be able to withstand a hit and, uh, and play the long game. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the problem, like, living in Iowa anyway, is that uh, everybody wants to bet on the Iowa game. So if 75% of your college football is one game, that's not good for you. <laughs> no, not good. <laughs> right, exactly. you got to so be moving gotta, the line yeah, constantly. Exactly. Well, Wes, uh, Wes is, this your first time on the, is this your first time on the show? First, and yeah, first time on the mothership. As, see how it goes. Call. Let's see, let's see how it goes oh, before we very talk about. Excited. Before, before we well, talk about. I mean, uh, I'm actually nervous. This is such a. It's a big, big deal. So. Yeah. Well, we'll see how this goes, and if you know, I don't want to. I don't oh, want to. I don't want to commit to anything here going forward. We'll little test run for you here. You're on season two, and I haven't been on yet. So I mean, I'm not. I think we're on season three, aren't we? Three, yeah. We're well, on yeah. This is the third well, season. Yeah. This is the third season. I don't, I, mean, know, I don't know when the cutoffs are or why they're well, cutoffs. Uh, when it gets to season six, you'll come calling. <laughs> yeah, probably. Hey, did you bring anything uh, from the kitchen for us to uh, enjoy today? Or, or are you saving that for the the other podcast? Uh, we'd have some uh, Augusta asparagus. Yeah. Week. probably of all the people here only drew's the one that would eat something as gross i do love i do love asparagus do not like how it makes my pee smell afterwards especially especially if you forget you've had asparagus recently and then you go to the bathroom and you're like what's wrong with my pee oh it was asparagus (laughs) it happened to me 
So real asparagus. So what what's your take, Wes, on uh, Big Cat? I know you've been following uh, the story just as close as as we have. Yeah. Uh, what was it like about a week or week and a half ago when he started hearing rumors like that he was actually going to go play a practice round, and that was like big news. And then he went and played an actual practice round, and then he came and showed up for every you know all the practice the regular practices and. Finally had his press conference, uh, what, today? Yesterday. Yesterday, yeah. Yesterday, yeah. Say he was actually going to play, but um, no, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's exciting. Uh, No, I don't think, I mean, I don't know of anyone who expected him to come back this early and especially come back for the Masters. Like, there wasn't really... Like I said, it's like a week and a half ago. All of a sudden, all these rumors started popping up, and then a boom! Like it's he. There was no like advance warning of it. So yeah, you um, there was nothing. There was nothing about Tiger gonna play. It was just like you just were you like it it wasn't even in your head until that day that everybody started tracking his plane, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. And then yeah, and then all of a sudden you were like, shit, if he's going up there, like he's gotta at least be thinking about it, right? Right. right. Why would and, him and and I had heard a couple days a couple days before that he had been pl- walking at Medalist, right? That he had, I think I said yeah. that last week on the podcast, right? That he had been walking at Medalist and yep. or maybe I just talked to you about it before the podcast. Nope, I can't remember. You yeah, yeah, you did. No, and and yeah, and then we were like, why else? I suppose you could say because Charlie played with him, right? So maybe mm-hmm. he was going up there to let Charlie play Augusta, but he could do that any time of the year. Yeah, he would do JT that the are, week before. And JT, right. they're tight, and like maybe he's going to go up there and kind of help JT with like hey, right. here's things type of but. strategy or something. But yeah, so how many practice rounds? I was going to ask how many practice rounds did he get in? Do we know? He hasn't played a full eighteen. I don't think. I think he just played. He played nine Sunday, nine Monday, and then nine. Played the back nine today, or the second nine, excuse me. Did he play eighteen a week ago when he, he played went twenty seven? He played twenty seven. They played they played a oh. full eighteen and then they played the par three course. Gotcha. Okay. So So what yeah. do you think, Wes? Is he gonna win? That's I mean, that's where you needed to go with this. I, I spend the yeah, whole time you know, saying that he's not gonna like people are crazy for saying he's gonna win and then Brad's well, tease you up and you didn't hit <laughs> you didn't hit it out of the park. I am definitely gonna say so uh as they say, I think you should sprinkle a little on Tiger just because uh, I like got a half unit, a half unit. Yeah, I I put like a half a unit on Tiger to win and he was plus five thousand fifty to one. It's dropped. He's now dropped to 40 to one plus four thousand. So, I mean, it. Which, by the way, tells you something about your boy, Brandel Chambly, Drew. <laughs> he's out there watching him on the practice round going, he's going to win this tournament. And he's plus 5,000 on the betting boards. Yeah, he's up to 4,000 now. So, I mean, I've, and I did read an article a little earlier today that um, he's already, just in the short amount of time that he's announced he's playing, there are more bets on Tiger Woods to win than any other person. Oh, that's, yeah. I that's, believe that. Yeah. yeah. That's, I would say Which a tiger. Obviously, is pushing I think, the odds a little bit, but yeah. I saw Tiger. What did I see, Wes? Tiger to finish in the top twenty was like a plus one fifty five bet or something. Like I could see maybe, I could see yep, maybe that. But that. yeah, top ten to now is down to plus four hundred. Yeah. Which I I'm rooting for it, obviously, but uh, but I wouldn't put any substantial dollars on on it happening. But yeah, what's no, your boy? That's one thing. Hey, I know you're way tight with Boom Boom with Freddie Boom Boom Couples. What's he? Oh, yeah. he did he play with Tiger on one of those practice rounds? What's Freddie his Boom thoughts? Boom played with him, and he said, "If Tiger can walk it, he can win it." Got trust Freddie it. You got to trust Boom. him. He there you said go. He looked outstanding. If he's it in all, it, he's it in came it. Down he's in it. He's in it, guys. He could walk as long as he can walk the whole tournament he's gonna win it for the boom boom i love it i mean i'm trying to find some where where do you guys get your live odds at what do you what do you use to bet i usually just go into one of my either mgm or caesars or yeah i go to the bed m i go to my bed mgm so here i do have some stats i can go down i'll go down down give us stats and kind of break down um ends up being like five players that that fit into these so um, over like the last 15 years, the 
person that's won it has been ranked in like the top 25 nationally or the world rankings. Should I just say nationally? Go on, go. <laughs> Those Euros come over here a couple times a year. Um, so <laughs> if you start with the top 25 and then repeat winners are extremely rare, like it barely ever happens. And winning under 25, it's extremely rare. I think like Tiger and Spieth are the. There, I think Tiger, Spieth, and, and Jack, right? Yeah, are the only ones under 25 that ever won. So you kick those people out. That gets you down to 19. And then um, almost all of the winners come from people that have played it four plus times. Like had ex- mm. not very many people win it in their, you know, earlier than four rounds or four tournaments. So <laughs> you go down to that. And then the. What I read is, you know, your major stats that help win the Masters that they've kind of gone back to is greens and regulation, scrambling, three-putt avoidance, and five-par scoring. So then if you take um, get people that are in the top 10 of those four categories, there's only eight people left, eight guys left that are at least in the top 10 of one of those categories. Now five are in the top 10. So from the start, from the 25 players in the world, kicking out some things that don't really happen. And then these five golfers are in the top 10 of two or more of those categories. So Terrell Hatton, 18th in the world. He's top 10 in three putt avoidance and scoring on par fives. He is currently plus 5,000. Yeah, I was going to say. He's, is, wow. Yes. Just as higher, higher than Tiger. But he fits all these categories. So, wouldn't hurt to take a flyer on him. Uh, John Rahm, who's a favorite to win it anyway. He's second in the world. He's top 10 in greens and regulation and scoring in par 5. Um, even John Rahm, by the way, who's, I mean, it's still plus 1,100 mm-hmm. to win. So, like, these, you know, everyone, like, oh, you're the favorite. Well, the favorites are still <laughs> yeah. really high odds, you know. But uh, And then you got Justin Thomas. He's ranked seventh in the world. He's top ten in greens and regulation and scrambling. Cameron Smith, sixth in the world. He's top ten in greens and regulations, three-putt avoidance, and scoring on par fives. And Patrick like Cantley is mm. fifth in the world. He is top ten in scrambling, Three putt avoidance and par fives. So all of those. Um, John Rahm is plus eleven hundred. Cameron or Justin Thomas is plus twelve hundred. They're like the two favorites. Cam Smith plus fourteen hundred. Patrick Cantley plus two thousand. And then you got Hatton in there at plus five thousand. That fits right in those categories with those guys. Let me give you a little John Rahm info here. He is having the worst year of his career. It's an, albeit short career at this point. He's Freaking awesome. He's having his worst year in strokes gained around the green and strokes gained putting, meaning that his his uh, his scrambling this year has been bad. He now on the flip side, dude is crushing it. Strokes gained T to green like he is awesome in that. Um, but if he misses a green, he is not getting up and down like he like he used to. Um, so you can look at that one of two ways. Wes, you could say dude's the best player in the world. Water's going to find He's his due. level. That's going to come back around, or you can look at it and say, maybe Augusta is not the place you want to try to find, you know, your touch around the green and your touch on the green. So, yes. And that's exactly you fall. I mean, scrambling is one of the the main stats that they, and he's not in the top 10 of scrambling, mm-hmm. which according to you, he's probably he's way like worse the, than top 10. Yeah, right he's now. like, he's like a hundred and I, I saw this the other night. He's like 150th on tour um, in strokes gained. Uh, uh, around the green and like 130th in putting, which for him is, is he's never been lower than 50th in one of those. Um, yeah. So he's, you know, he's, he, he's a bad tour player on and around the greens right now. Um, and uh, which is why he's no longer number one in the world. Why Scotty Scheffler ended up, ended up in front of him. So that's, I mean, I, I think you could make a case that saying like Wes saying that this is going to come from one of these five guys and saying, what was it? It was JT, Rom, Cam Smith, who just won the players. Um, uh, JT, Cantlay. Who, J, uh, Cantlay, who's, you know, who's been great. And then who is, and then uh, there's only yeah. one to draw at. And, yep, exactly. um, I'd throw him out. I don't think he can win. 
just because, you know, he's a crazy person. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think, I, I, I mean, I think it'd be pretty safe to say, like, I, I don't think you're out on a limb at all saying the winner's going to come from one of those five guys. I like it. I like it. Hey, this is the deep dive analysis you only get on the We Have High Expectations That's podcast. Very true. Am I That's right? Very true. Am I right? So, so hey, a lot of stats. Wes crunched the numbers for us. Let's uh are we ready? Are we ready to make our picks? Is there anything else we need to talk about for uh the weekend here in Augusta? Let's let's make let's let's start with a dark horse and then make a pick who we think's gonna win. A dark horse. I'm talking somebody we gotta be talking plus Plus four, plus four thousand or better, or more, right? You know, any anybody whose odds are, are are higher than that, and I can go ahead with one since this was my thing, and I forgot to tell you guys this beforehand, right? So I'm <laughs> my uh my, my my guy here, my dark horse is gonna be Max Oma. Uh, Max Homa is your dark horse, huh? 70, plus 7,500. I'll and give I my... No, I have no reason other than I think Max Homa's a cool dude, and I don't want him to do well. I do like Max Homa. We were just... Uh, I'll give my dark horse next. Plus 5,000, I think you said. Here you go, boy. <laughs> There you go, boys. The brother of Ricky Hatton. We're walking along, singing our song, My Dark Horse, in a Hatton Wonderland. Terrell Hatton. It's a, plus- it's a, it's a pretty good pick. A pretty good dark horse. A, a, a boxer who's not even in the field. <laughs> the hell of a dark horse. <laughs> hey, oh, that. Terrell Hatton, uh, there's only one. That brings back awesome. I mean, that whole uh, he got knocked out in that fight. By the way, that you played that. I know, but that fight, the hype up to that fight, because it was all the euros that came over, and just like at the weigh-ins, at the price, like every the. I mean, the chants that were just going. It was like being at like a massive World Cup soccer <laughs> final in England, you know. But like they were in America in a boxing arena. So just, I lived at uh, I was living in Iowa City at that time and my dad and jerry and big jay came over for the fight um so we're watching it's like a bunch of us and they're watching it and i'm standing in the back and my dad and, and big jay are watching and my dad's like oh, i don't i don't know much about boxing but it's pretty clear who's winning and big jay goes yeah the black guy's kicking the white guy's ass because <laughs> it was never close like i mean like no. every Floyd fight you know Ricky it was just was, like was so, so slow i mean it, it just like as soon as it started you're like yeah that's not gonna work <laughs> this, this isn't gonna happen so, uh, i love that uh in the middle of our golf quarter we just break into some <laughs> boxing <laughs> it was just awesome from, though that whole 15 lead up. years ago yeah, yeah. But, now terrell it. hatton is my dark horse there's only one only one who's your dark horse wes I'm going to go with yours. Well, I was going to do Hatton because, I mean, I money on him. Uh, but uh, let's go with Min Woo Lee. Ooh, Min Woo Lee. Hey, by the way, Ricky Hat or Ricky, uh, Terrell Hatton's, uh, uh, he's made, this will be his sixth start at Augusta. You want to know what his finishes are? <laughs> Has he made that? Cut T forty four T fifty six cut T eighteen. So uh, while he Turns does it pit, in the right direction, <laughs> he does fit Wes's. He does fit Wes's criteria. The previous, the, the previous results do not match. He would I'm be. He's plus three fifty for top ten. That'd be a decent bet. He's never done it. So let's go reverse order. Uh, after that sound effect, let's go reverse order on your winner. Who's going to be not dark horse, but who do you pick to be putting on the green jacket Sunday evening in Butler Cabin? 
So that's me, reverse order. Reverse order. Wes is up first. I'm going to go with Cameron Smith. That's a great pick. I like it. Good pick. Good pick. I hope the you know, listeners Cameron Smith get their is pens. the Cameron Smith's the only guy to shoot four rounds in a six in the sixties in, in one tournament. Does he still in history? Does he still wear those penguin shirts or whatever? The penguin yeah. brand? Yeah. I think he does. I love yeah. those. Love those. Reminds yeah. me of Grandpa Emmert for some reason, that those penguin shirts. <laughs> My pick to win it all, and just because I like him, roll tide, I'm gonna go JT, Justin Thomas. Another good pick. Another good pick. You guys, those were those were uh, my one and two picks. Um, you guys have taken them. Um, so here's, were you going to go? Were you going to go Cam Smith? I was going to probably go Cam Smith, and then uh, and then I was going to go JT. So here's here's something to think about, right? Weather. We got to talk left about you weather. Tiger. Hey, we, we left you, Tiger. You, left, you did live in Big Cat. I could I I, I could <laughs> put the you exclamation point. So much. Put you the take. exclamation point on this podcast by just jumping in and taking Big Cat. Um, it's something to think about now. It's going to, you know, it's, it rained yesterday. It's raining there right now. Tomorrow morning, it's going to be soft. And then it's the wind's going to pick up, right? So, you know, like, is the is it better to get out there in the morning, be in that early, late wave versus that late, early? The other part of this is it's the Masters. There's 80 guys. It's not as big a deal. Like, you know, it's not as you know, it's not like the it's not like the open where you could go off at seven in the morning or five thirty yeah. in the afternoon, right? And so around in or whatever before dark. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that's something to think about. So I I thought you know, hey, I want to take I'm gonna take Cam Smith, and then West took him, and then I was like, okay, well JT's in that early late starting group. I'm gonna take JT, and Brad took him. So I'm gonna go with right now. I got to decide, but I'm I'm going I'm going with either my man Brooks or Rory, and here's why I think I'm gonna go with Rory. Mm. Rory, in, in, in since he hasn't won a major since 2014, right? 2014 PGA. Oh, you guys know who he beat at Bahala? A guy we haven't talked about at all in this podcast. Is not playing. Phil Mickelson. Oh, lefty, and, yeah. yeah. And you know who tied Phil in that one? Another guy who's not playing. Ricky Fowler. Kind of crazy, huh? Um, totally. Anyway, so... What was that? Oh, oh, so Rory, if you take out his first round in those majors, in all those majors, he's been great, right? That first round, he's like his average starting position after the first round is like in the 60s. He's an average tour player in those rounds. And then after that, he comes back and he plays pretty well. Well, it's going to be soft tomorrow. So can he go out and get that first round monkey off his back and then be the Rory that we that we've seen in, in all these majors. Now, the, the flip side of that is you could say the reason Roy's so good after the first round is because he ain't going to win the tournament. The pressure's off. The pressure's yeah. gone, right? Um, so, um, but I think, I, I think, I think I'm going to go Rory. You know, I, I want, I want Brooks to win because if Brooks wins, that gives us somebody going for the career grand slam in, in, in every major going forward. You'd have Rory at the masters. You'd have Spieth at the PGA. Bill, if he is still alive at the U.S. Open, <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, and then obviously Brooks at the Open Championship. So I want that to happen because that would be cool. But I think Rory's going to do it. I think Rory's going to complete the career Grand Slam this week. Even though I just told everybody that I was going to pick Cam Smith and JT, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and all this shit was just all this shit was just pulled out off the top of my head after Brad said JT, and I had to come up with a new with a new person. So. Maybe Not next bad. time we do a little we do a little show prep to get a better understanding of what we're gonna say, so I don't have to do this. <laughs> yeah, who's got the time? Hey, we don't got. I already work around the clock. I, I don't have time. Have I'm, I'm, I'm 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 coming up with cures for terminal diseases, like working around the clock. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You and Brendan Fraser. What, uh, what, Brendan Fraser didn't do shit in that movie. He was just he just had money. I didn't ever watch that movie. I just saw the, the commercial 900 times. I read the Wikipedia page when last time we talked about it. <laughs> there you go. So to recap, Dark Horses, we've got, uh, I've already forgot your Dark Horse, Drew. Max Homa. Max Homa, that's right. Terrell Hatton, and then Wes, you're going to have to help me out with yours. Min Min Woo Lee. There we go. And then uh, Wes is on Camp Smith. I got JT. 
Drew likes both of those and is I also do. liking Rory. So keep us honest, listeners. We'll see how we do this weekend uh, at Augusta. Yeah, what time? Uh, what time are we making egg salads tomorrow? Egg salad sandwiches about eleven thirty. Yeah, I'd probably do eleven forty-five noon. Well, little, little coffee golf for the morning for Big Cat, and then a little egg salad sandwich. What's that? What, what should our drink of choice be? I mean, I know I drink a peach high noon. Should I stick with the peach high noon, or is there something maybe like a mixer I could be making? I'll tell you what. Uh, you could go with the hard Mountain Dew. Yeah, that looks like I would die the second I drank it, right? It's not bad. Somebody, I've had it. somebody sent me a picture of it tonight, and they were like, we should get these for our Ozark trip. And I'm like, dude, I think I I think I would die. I, I think it's that would like, be the end. Uh, it's one of those where, yeah, it's zero sugar, and it's like 5% alcohol, and you're like, what is actually in this then? You know, <laughs> like, what is what? A, a mixture of chemicals and five percent alcohol. So, to you, you had it right, Brad. The I've had, yeah, I've had all. Four you flavors. said it tasted more like Diet Mountain Dew, or the Hard Mountain Dew, the original Hard Mountain Dew, does taste like Diet Mountain Dew. So it's not bad, but I'm not a huge, I'm not a huge Diet Mountain Dew fan. I haven't had a but, Mountain Dew. And then the cherry, and I think there's black cherry, and I think there's watermelon, and those were both underwhelming to me. Yeah, but like watermelon flavor stuff, not you know. The Baja Blast, the hard Mountain Dew Baja Blast is legit. If you can find a tall boy of the Baja Blast, I'd try it. It's legit. I think a, I think like a real Mountain Dew would kill me at this point. Like yeah, I haven't so. tried Mountain Dew. I, and watermelon. So I tried. I tried I the uh, the Bud Light Cola ones or whatever. So there's cola, cherry cola, whatever they call it, and then some supposed to be like sierra mist citrus then, or something yeah uh but i thought too like it was like i was drinking a coke that supposedly had alcohol in it but it was definitely diet like it all tasted like diet pop to me yeah, what's the point of this pop, like this pop thing like what isn't the seltzer <laughs> kick like big because people are quote trying to be healthy like so they like drink seltzers so are well, those people gonna drink a- mountain dew like yeah, it's zero sugar though, so they're 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 trying to claim that it's lower in calories and and yeah. and zero sugar. But uh, I'm, I'm with you. To, I'm just going back to Rolling Rock. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. I think. Uh, um, Plus, whatever you know. just happened to putting like getting a diet coke and like putting some jack in it or something. Yeah, exactly. right. Just now everything. Now everything. Yeah, like yeah. you have to buy a can because yeah, everything's in a can now. Yeah, just make your own mixed drink. No, I was going to say, uh, I had to try the hard Mountain Dew. I mean, I lived on Mountain Dew for a good portion of my adolescent <laughs> yeah. life. I the mean, I was in the hospital there. as yeah, Caffeine so Boy, remember? Sure. They were like, my God, the doctor comes in and goes, if this boy has one more ounce of caffeine in his body, we're going to lose him. And I was like, Mountain Dew, you know? That didn't happen, people. He drank so much <laughs> Mountain Dew that even when the refrigerator would jolt him with voltage, amps through his body every time he tried to open it he still would get in there and drink mountain dew I love yeah. it. Hey, so, so what we is... do with uh what we do is so we said watermelon you know like when watermelon's disgusting so when you get like a high noon variety pack you know we'll throw them in a cooler on the golf course like you know you're playing somewhere that in the winter that doesn't that doesn't have a clubhouse that's open so you can bring your own stuff on and then we just play Russian roulette with the high nudes. You just got to take whatever you get. And the guy yeah. who gets watermelon is always so pissed. And it's always me. Like, I'm losing <laughs> money on the golf course. I'm getting, like, my swing's terrible right now. I'm thinking about 8,000 things. And then on top of that, I get shit on with a high noon watermelon. <laughs> I'm drinking high noon watermelon. I love yeah. it. Hey, this was a classic wrap-up where we uh, went all over the place. But before we do say goodbye, I... Uh, in this wrap up, I do have to say a giant thanks to uh, Gage Appliance. Gage Appliance, uh, a flagship sponsor of ours for years. This even predates podcasts, just gagepool.com. Uh, and the news is, is out Gage Appliance is closing its doors uh, for business here uh, at the beginning of May. So, truly an end of an era. And uh, Hats off to all the fine folks uh, at Gates Appliance. Wes uh, had worked. Wes, 
myself, Wes, both worked at Gates Appliance, drew, starred in uh, in one basketball rec basketball game for sure for Gates Appliance. Uh, and multi- multiple Gus Mackers is for, G- yeah, that's for right. Gates Appliance as well. Third, uh, all-world third place Gus Macker, uh, Gates Appliance uh, team from back in the 90s. So... Big I think ups. I scored like I think I scored like forty points in that in that rec game for Gade's appliance as Scott hit, Gade. Scott Gade like was on fire in the first half, and we had to tell you to like stop shooting because like <laughs> someone's, gonna know gonna, you're not someone's going Gade. to check our roster. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you might want to knock it off to ask for your ID. And, and you were just like, I'm on fire. Gade. This is awesome. Yeah, I remember that. I was like making like like two dribble pull up threes and like. <laughs> just i was just hot that night yeah that was great, that was great. Was good great. stuff good times all around uh they service what they sold and uh big hey gates kudos. appliance so i worked there like almost like a year straight and it was uh when dave was ordering new like uniforms or whatever so i literally have a gates appliance classic pinstripe with the my name west stitched in gold like above the pocket i have I that's mean, a that's a collector's item there. You yeah, you gotta wear that at the next family reunion. Well, I'd have to talk my daughter into wearing it because I, <laughs> I mean, you think that thing's gonna fit me? Twenty five years ago. You're not down to your high school weight, is what you're what? saying, or what? <laughs> uh, I was like, college. all right, fellas. Still. Let's uh, let's go let's go get some peach cocktails and some egg salad. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us, Wes. Great to have you on. Thanks and, for having uh, me. We'll have you privilege. back, Wes. You passed with honor, colors. Honor and a privilege. Goddamn Sounds right good. Works. We'll see you guys. Have fun watching the Masters. We'll be back next week.